0: This won't end well for Illinois.
1: Here's a three, it ended well. McCourt, for the win, in the it air. It. it is up, and it is gone!
0: Fourth and 16, comes, and Matt Orbebe with the ball in the air,
1: makes the catch! Yes.
0: Hello and welcome to Oski Talk. My name is Drew Pastorek. I'll be getting you caught up on the latest Fighting Illini athletics news from the previous week. Also wanted to wish a belated Happy Mother's Day to all the moms who might be listening. I'm sure there's more than just mine. (laughs) Um, But uh, I mentioned last week on the show, my dad passing away last month. So this Mother's Day has added importance Wanted to really spend some extra quality time with my mom. Also got to spend some extra time with my aunts and my grandma. So three women who are very instrumental in my life. Three women who are mothers themselves. And have always shown support and love to me over the years. So thank you for all that you do. Moms everywhere. Not just mine, but of course, Yours and anyone else who's listening as well. Coming up on the show, we got some scheduling news regarding football and basketball, also some way, 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 way too early bracketology news as it pertains to men's basketball. And the University of Illinois did announce its Hall of Fame class for 2023, a lot of big-time names, well-known names, and dignitaries on that list. Definitely wanted to share some of those with you, too. And coming up in just a little bit, you'll hear from Haven Smith, 2024 Illinois Women's Basketball Commit. Caught up with her over the weekend, talking about her path to champagne and what led her to join Shauna Green and Company Definitely want you to stick around for that. And at the end of the episode, I'll be spotlighting the Illini of the week. So let's get to it. I want to start with some football news on the recruiting side. This kind of broke early afternoon on Sunday, but Illini adding a safety, a defensive back via the transfer portal and looks to be a pretty good one. Demetrius Hill, formerly of Florida International, FIU. Uh, he was on an official visit to Champaign over the weekend. 6'2", 190 pounds. He was a freshman All-American last season. Said Stats are pretty impressive. 95 tackles, 3.5 tackles for loss, also had three forced fumbles. That's an area of need for sure. Of the position groups, I would say th- the secondary was the strong suit. Of the defense, and as we know, Sidney Brown, Kendall Smith, and Quan Martin all going to the n f l, all of them at the safety spot, you know Quan Martin was kind of in the nickel slash safety area, but three big losses in that secondary, Illinois needs to replace them. They did get Nicario Harper from the portal. In late December, he transferred from Louisville. He's already enrolled. He participated in the spring scrimmage. Not a guarantee that Hill's gonna be, you know, a day one starter locked in. You got Matthew Bailey, who was very impressive as a freshman. Harper, who I just mentioned. So uh, nothing is promised, so to speak. But you got to believe Demetrius Hill is gonna be right there in that mix as we head into the. Off season and you know, getting into fall camp. We'll see what he can do. But looks to be very, very impressive. One of the most sought-after safeties in the portal. Picked Illinois over Virginia Tech. So Demetrius Hill joining the Illini. In case you forgot, the defense number one nationally in interceptions and pass efficiency defense. Ryan Walters, the defensive coordinator, is out. But still think Illinois is going to be in pretty good shape with Aaron Henry. And now he's got another shiny new toy to play with in that defensive backfield. So congrats to Demetrius Hill. Welcome aboard. And you can read more about that story, his commitment at thechampagneroom.com. Sticking with football... This is on the scheduling side of things I mentioned before. Thought this was kind of interesting. Saw this from the Action Network. They reported earlier in the week that Big Ten football is, quote, strongly considering, unquote, removing its requirement to schedule Power Five non-conference games. That was instituted by the conference in 2016 Requiring member schools to play at least one P5 opponent annually. In recent years, we've seen Illinois do that. They had North Carolina, just played Virginia in 21 and 22. Uh, But this story also says that Big Ten schools can ask for exceptions or exemptions for certain non-Power 5 teams be included and satisfy the requirement most notably the service academies navy army air force byu was on that list they're gonna join the big 12 this year cincinnati was on that list they're also joining the big 12 and of course notre dame would satisfy that requirement as well but most schools to be fair most schools have been doing this Penn State's played Auburn. Wisconsin played Washington State last year. Ohio State played Notre Dame, which would have satisfied that requirement. Iowa, Iowa State. I mean, there are many, many schools that are fitting that requirement. Michigan, notably, did not. They were the subject of criticism, if you want to say, for their... Non-conference schedule playing Hawaii and UConn and Colorado State. It's like they were playing Glass Joe three times. (laughs) Worked out okay for them in the end. But yeah, that that non-conference schedule was kind of a joke. Uh, Nonetheless, that will be taking effect or that rule will be removed beginning in 2024. I'm sure it's just a complete coincidence that 2024 is also the year that UCLA and USC join the Big Ten. And that 2024 is the year in which the CFP will be increased to 12 teams. I'm sure it's got absolutely nothing to do with that decision whatsoever. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. For what it's worth, Illinois already has a Power 5 opponent scheduled all the way through 2029. Got Kansas on the schedule this year and next, Duke in 25 and 26, and then Illinois renewing the rivalry with Missouri from 2026 through 2029. So Illinois not going to get any trouble unless they decide to opt out or maneuver those non-conference games a little bit differently. And this sort of ties in with that scheduling conversation. You know, the NFL had its big schedule reveal last week. And, of course, it gives ESPN and Fox and Yahoo gives all the outlets something to talk about. The NFL does a good job of (laughs) implanting itself into your memory bank. So you're always thinking of pro football, even when you don't really need to be thinking about pro football. It's kind of a useless thing. Obviously, some teams had fun with it. If you didn't see the, the Chicago Bears, they did an homage to the show, the Bear, for their schedule reveal. Tennessee Titans had a really fun, like, man-on-the-street kind of schedule reveal. Hilarious. So, of course, the teams are going to twist it and make it fun and appealing and and try to go viral, get some buzz. But all in all, the schedule reveal stuff is kind of bleh. Like, it doesn't really mean anything. You knew who the opponents were going to be. It's just a matter of seeing the schedule and where it gets laid out. There's already point spreads for these games. Like, we're not playing NFL football until September, Like the second week of September and there's already lines out for week one. It's just, it's maddening to me. But at least we've had the NFL drafts and mini camps and things like that recently. Even though it's way, way, way supremely early. Obnoxiously early. It's not as obnoxiously early As Bracketology. Yet, here we are. Joe Lenardi from ESPN putting together his initial Bracketology for the March 2024 NCAA Tournament. I did not stutter. You did not mishear that. There's already Bracketology out based on uh, the early stages of the portal, because the transfer portal did close earlier this week for players wishing to still have immediate eligibility. You can still transfer to another school if you were in the portal before this, but now you can't go into the portal, transfer, and be eligible right away. So it's just a weird scheduling thing. So based on that, based on the existing additions in the transfer portal. ESPN's Joe Lenardi went through his normal bracketology stuff, and Illinois currently is in the field as one of the last four teams in. You may argue that Illinois should have been in that conversation this past season. Nonetheless, Joey Brackets has the Fighting Illini in his bracket, but just barely. So, not thinking too highly of Marcus Domask and Justin Harmon and Quincy Garrier joining Brad Underwood's crew. At least not so far. Maybe if Coleman Hawkins and Terrence Shannon come back, then the way-too-early bracketology will be more favorable. But right now, the way-too-way-too-early bracketology has Illinois just... On the precipice, they're just barely in to the field of 68. I'm a hoops guy. I love college basketball. I don't need to be talking about the big dance in May. Don't really need to hear about it. Is Ray J. Dennis, is he going to be the guy? Is Ray J. Dennis going to be the guy that vaults Illinois into the field of 68 With no worry, with no concern, no hesitation. Oh my gosh. Who's the number one draft prospect in 2025 for the NFL? You know people are doing it. Speaking of football, this is more of a general thing, and it's not just pertaining to football, but two notable football players being honored by the University of Illinois being inducted into the Hall of Fame class of 2023. The full list of inductees was revealed this past week, and you can check that out at Uh, But football, you've got Jack Trudeau. That's going back to, that's before my time even. That's uh, My dad would be very happy to hear that. He would probably say it was much overdue. But uh, Jack Trudeau led Illinois. He was the QB on the... 83 Big Ten title team, the Rose Bowl team. Went on to have a pretty successful pro career as well. Played for 10 seasons in the NFL. Um, when he left Champaign, he was the all-time leader in passing yards and I believe passing touchdowns as well. So certainly well-deserved honors for Jack Trudeau. And also Richard Mendenhall getting The call to the Hall of Fame. One of the best Illini backs of all time. 2007 was the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Year. Helped lead Illinois to that Rose Bowl appearance against USC. Rashard Mendenhall rushed for a then-school record 1,681 yards in 07. That now is third on the all-time list. And went on to play for six seasons in the NFL with the Steelers and I think it was the Arizona Cardinals as well. Mentioned, was talking about Chase Brown last week with his accolades and what he was uh, achieving at Illinois. He passed Richard Mendenhall on a lot of those lists. So uh, if you're mentioning the same breath as Richard Mendenhall, you are pretty damn good. So kudos to Richard Mendenhall as well. Other. Notable inductees on the basketball side, you've got Kenny Battle, of course, a member of the Flying Illini. Played two seasons at Illinois after starting his collegiate career at NIU. Had a 1,000 points for the Huskies and the Illini. 1,112 in Champaign, to be specific. And one of the best dunkers ever. Always remember my dad talking about Kenny battle, and then I I happened to uh, look up some of those clips on YouTube and stuff. And man, I I was old enough, I was alive during the the flying Illini run, that Final Four run, but don't really have a lot of vivid memories. So YouTube, uh, Google, definitely helping with that, helping uh, helping us remember how great those players were, that team was. Kenny battle certainly a huge part of that. So also with the Hall of Fame class of 23, you've got Ken Holtzman. If you're a Chicago Cubs fan, you know Ken Holtzman pretty well. Probably pitched a pair of no-hitters for the Cubs. Also won three World Series titles with the Oakland Athletics. And Aja Evans, also one of the inductees for 2023. Five-time All-American. A three-time All-Big Ten selection in the shot put. After her track and field days were over, she also happened to win a bronze medal at the Winter Olympics in Sochi in 2014 as part of the two-person bobsled. So not only was she an elite track and field star, also went on to be literally one of the best bobsledders ever on the entire planet. So uh, just a few of the inductees there. As I said, you can go to fighting Illini.com to check out the full list. They will all be honored September 16th during the, the home football game versus Penn state. All right. So it's been a very uh, busy off season for Shauna green and the fighting Illini going off a historic season NCAA tournament. Very, very, uh, impressive debut for shauna green and she's just kept that going on the recruiting trail and uh happy to be joined by haven smith she is uh 2024 commits to the fighting illini uh, haven thanks for uh, joining me on oski talk
1: thank you for having me
0: yeah I, we were just talking before and you're like i haven't used zoom since before <laughs> COVID, or since COVID started so <laughs> um Glad to see you're in like actual physical classes again, not just, you know, talking to a screen. That's probably uh, helpful for you. Definitely. Um, so you committed to Shauna Green in Illinois last week. It was a class of 2024. So it's going to be a little bit, but let's start with that. You know, what sort of led to you picking Illinois? Cause you had some other offers, you know, Purdue uh, was in early on you, you know, Rice, Butler, some other schools, just to name a few. Obviously student athletes they pick schools for certain reasons whether it's you know closeness to home whether it's the coaching staff and just that that sense of belonging or a you know a scheme fit you know what what impressed you the most about illinois what led to that decision for you
1: yeah i think um just like after our first live period um like at the tournament where coaches a lot of coaches come to and um before that i was still like having conversations and then after that like some like different conversations came in and just like I don't know having those conversations just it they felt like useless to me because I don't know I have been not useless but like but but I knew I got to a point where I knew like I thought about it and just like if I could see myself going to school x instead of illinois like and i put myself in a situation because also as an athlete you get to a point where you're like kind of over the recruiting process and i i have a school that i really do i love and would love to go to and i love the people and i had a relationship with them at that point for a very long time so i just don't think that anything really could have like topped the amount of time and um communication that they put into me um and also um like when it came to building a relationship with them I didn't just talk to like one coach like I feel like some schools would do it like they their post coach will talk to the posts and their guard coach will talk to the guards like I talked to every all of the coaches very often I would say I talked to coach green as much as I talked to coach McIntyre, as much as I talked to Ryan, who's he's at Akron now, but, um, so I didn't just feel like I was somebody's assignment. I thought like, I felt like we all had a good relationship.
0: No, that's great. I'm I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause I, I made some notes. Um, so Illinois had a quarterback commit for the class of 2024 Trey Petty. And he was, you know, Very highly recruited, very sought after by a lot of schools, and he's from Mississippi, so not an in-state kid by any means. Like He could have gone anywhere he wanted to go. I'm paraphrasing, but he essentially said what, what you said, that he chose Illinois because none of the other coaches that he had talked to really tried as hard to recruit him. So he felt they were really committed to him you know, he really felt wanted that that communication was really strong and he felt that sense of belonging. So sounds like you had a similar experience. Yeah. Now, obviously, you're from the Chicagoland area. Were you an Illinois fan growing up? Did you have any ties to Illinois in general other than just being from the state or did that have any sway in that decision either?
1: No, not particularly. I just remember like growing up and when I decided like, I wanted to take basketball seriously and um it was probably I was probably in like 8th grade or something and my dad was trying to decide like what like college camps that we want to go to and he would just like look up the rosters and look up some like closer schools like records and just try to get to know like where would be a good place that we could like go to a camp. And he definitely looked at Illinois. And at the time it he was like, there's no, there's well, still there's not one girl from Illinois in the roster. And it was not a good program at the time. And my dad went to Vanderbilt. So it's like, we don't really have any ties or anything, but I think like growing up, I said that distance didn't really matter for me. And then as I got older, I was like playing in the big 10 would be super cool. And then As I got even older, I'm like, wow, I could go to Illinois and it's so close. And like it's less than two hours from home. And and a lot of people from my high school go to school in central Illinois. So it's whether it's Illinois State or U of I. So I just think like as I got older, I liked that idea a lot better. Um, but yeah, we didn't like have any connections or anything to Illinois. It just kind of it happened, it happened it felt like a, like this last year has felt long, but I know it's such like a short amount of time, but it happened pretty fast.
0: Haven Smith, 2024, Illinois commit. Joining me on Oski talk today, you had said a little earlier that you're kind of relieved that the recruiting process is over, at least for you, you know, you, you've made that decision. You're at peace with it. Um, I think that that's a very good point because I don't think a lot of people realize, I mean, most of us aren't D1 athletes or, and certainly the recruiting process has changed the last, you know, five, 10, 15 years or so, you know, that it's a lot when you're getting dozens and dozens of coaches recruiting you and, you know, texts and DMS and emails and things like that. So uh, yeah, that that's a really good point that you brought up that a lot of us don't really understand the, The external stuff, we understand like, Hey, this player is really good. Our team would love to have her, but you've got, you know, hundreds of people trying to pry some information out of you, just, you know, kind of inundating you with that. So yeah, I was, I was going to ask you that too. It's got to be some kind of a relief just to know that you've made the decision and that at least for right now, you're, you're set on, on going to Illinois.
1: Yeah, it's, it really is a relief and just to like know where I'm going and like just it makes me so much more excited also like for the future and like working on whatever I can to be prepared when I get there and yeah it's it's such a relief but I'm so like happy at the same time with the decision that I made.
0: Yeah a lot of uh, for those that don't know a lot of the recruiting stuff happens like sophomore year junior year most times Players like yourself do commit, you know, as a junior and then the senior year, unless you're you kind of undiscovered, you're, you're pretty much set in stone. So that senior year is just a chance for you to kind of ball out, show what you can do, you know, and it, it is kind of a maybe relaxing is not the right word. But like you said, you're it's less stressful because, you know, you know, what's you
1: fun can. and like enjoy your senior year. And, yeah, but, exactly. Yeah.
0: Uh, so I got to ask you this. I'm sure you get asked about this all the time, Haven, but you are a six, five, six, six. I mean, <laughs> that's gotta be, at least from the girls side of things, I would imagine that would give you quite an advantage over a lot of the girls you go up against. Like on the men's side, the boys side, you know, you see six, five, six, six players pretty frequently. Most teams have one, maybe not at like the center spot, but certainly it's more commonplace, but you're also not, you know, from what I've seen and what I've, you know, looked at, you're not just, you know, a back to the basket big either. You're not just someone that stays out in the paint and can't spread the floor. You have a very versatile game. So what would you say other than being, you know, a six, six post, what would you say best describes you as a player?
1: Um, I think other than just like the physical part of basketball, I'm definitely like high energy type of person. I love, the that's that aspect of the game I think it's like um it's a lot more beneficial than people think it is like just like having energy and communicating and like getting hype for your teammates and um I think like I'm definitely not the type of player that's just like quiet and then go sit on the bench and I'm quiet like when I'm on the bench I'm annoying but not like (laughs) not in a (laughs) bad way like I'm just cheering for my teammates and and trying to help them out and um yeah. I just think that there's much a lot more to basketball than just like the physical game so
0: yeah I think that's that is a very big key and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that I wouldn't even have thought of asking that but yeah I mean being involved it doesn't just mean you're getting touches and you're shooting 25 times a game getting involved is your hyping up your teammates, you're engaged in you know huddles and timeouts, and you're you're focused on what's going on and you're it again, like you're you're lending a perspective that a lot of you know fans may not have. You know, we see you know it's those five people on the floor, and then you know you're you know, whatever the substitution patterns are, you're coming in for a couple of minutes if it's you know someone in foul trouble or you're just you know, you're in there for free throws or shooting or whatever the case is you're kind of letting us into a little bit of the uh, the dynamic there of what happens because you're playing against your teammates in practice every single day. It's not like these five players start and then we're just here sitting on the bench doing nothing. Like that's um, if anything, those bench players, you know, help everybody else get better because you're going up against each other all the time. So I, I think you, uh, you mentioned that word, you know, connected earlier too. I think we've seen, With a lot of the really successful teams lately, um, Iowa's one that really jumps to mind for me. I live in Iowa. I see a lot of the Hawkeyes play. They're so connected. And you've got a stud player like Caitlin Clark, maybe the best player, men's or women's, in the entire country. But she does more than just score a lot. She's
1: Mm -hmm.
0: got really good vision, and she passes well. And she kind of sees what's happening before it happens and I think that definitely trickles down to the rest of the team. I think they feed off that. So um, that energy you mentioned is really key. Yeah. Haven Smith 2024 commit to Illinois women's basketball joining me on Oski talk um, just a few minutes left, but um, you, you talked about, you know, what led you to your decision of picking Illinois kind of the the type of player that you are up. Um, uh, so what's, what's the future hold for you going into, you know, yeah, obviously you're on like the AAU circuit. You're doing a lot of tournaments and and things like that. I did see you uh, had gotten in touch with Barry Wallace, who is also a 2024 commit. Did you know her before, just through like the tournament stuff and AAU, or is that just you got connected because of the uh, recruitment stuff?
1: Yeah, we didn't. It was like a two hour span from when we first texted each other to when she came to my game. Um, I had seen. Um, It was probably, like, that morning or that afternoon that she committed, and my dad and I were just, like, looking at her Twitter, like, I was just, like, I just wanted to see what type of person she was, so I was, like, sitting in my hotel room, and I was just, like, scrolling through Twitter, like, show my dad, I'd be like, wow, she's kind of, she's so cool, and then um, my dad took a nap, he fell asleep, and then um, Coach McIntyre, like, put us in a, um, in a group chat, just, like, introduced us, and, um then we started texting and we were just talking about the recruiting process and how we were like relieved that it's over and um she was like wait you're from Illinois right and I was like yeah and then I had that remembered that she was from Ohio and I was in a tournament in Ohio and I was like oh wait you're from Ohio and then she just asked me like where I was playing and I ended up being like only thirty minutes away from us. And she was like, "I don't want to sound weird, but like, can my mom and I come and watch my <laughs> game?" I was like, "Of course, of course, you can." Right. Yeah. My dad woke up from my na- his nap, and I was like, "Guess who's coming to my game?" And he was like, "I don't like we're in Ohio." I <laughs> okay. and, and I told him, and he was like, "That's so cool." And and it's it is really awesome that like it just goes to show that. I definitely chose the right place because she's just already like, so, and we've, we've talked a lot. We talk a lot and just like, cause she's so like um, she's just showed that she cares and like wants to get to know me as a person and she's great.
0: That's, that's terrific. I'm glad to hear that. Have any current players reached out to you what was the reaction like when you first made the decision, when you made the, uh, the verbal commitment, what was, you know, friends, family, teammates. You know what was that reaction like? And have any uh, current Illinois players reached out to you also?
1: Yeah, when I made uh, the post, a couple of girls on the team commented on my Instagram post, and they seemed very excited. I hope that they're excited. Um, and then uh, a couple of them just like uh, DM me on Instagram and uh, said like, "If you have any questions, like, let us know." Like, they're. They're so they're so great, just like we're so happy and like hyping me up and stuff and just said like they're here for me if like if I need anything. Um and then the reaction from like I would say like the Illinois fan base was like I was not expecting that at all. Like I posted on Twitter and just like hundreds of people who I have no idea, but they're all saying like you picked the right choice and Like welcome to the family and stuff. So that was so cool, and I was not expecting that like at all. And then, I think like people from I would say my area, my like town and my school think it's also like really cool that I'm able to like represent Illinois. Not like that, but not as big, but just be able to like say like I'm proud that I'm from here and be able to like go to the school and play for the school. And
0: people that are super committed to it. And, you know, but, you know, being an Illinois fan, I know from watching my, you know, dad watch games and be around, like, you know, that in state thing is huge. And, you know, this is the first, you're the first uh, real commit from Shauna Green that's in the state of Illinois. And I think a lot of fans, as you sort of referenced before, Illinois' program had not been very successful the last number of years, like we've always been invested. We've always wanted to have a reason to like reignite it. Mm -hmm. And so coming off an NCAA tournament season like this, then, you know, getting some good transfers in plus making those inroads with the in-state recruits. I mean, that's, we've always wanted to have, you know, those, connections whether it's football basketball whatever Uh, so that that's huge uh, from a fan perspective and you know from a player perspective as well um coach uh, football coach Brett Bielema mentioned this uh, last offseason you know when it came to like NIL type of stuff but basically saying that no player is going to be more popular than where they're from right Mm -hmm. no matter what else happens in your career whether you succeed in college at the pro level whatever it is that community where you live is always going to remember you always going to be rooting for you you're not going to be they're not going to be no place is going to be more proud of you than where you're from right now so i think that's that is big as well mm-hmm. so one last question here before we wrap it up we're running out of time here but uh chatting with haven smith 2024 recruit for illinois women's basketball uh, what are you looking forward to most now that you've made that decision you're locked into illinois obviously you can't sign yet for a while but you made that verbal commitment you mentioned earlier you can just the stressful part of it's gone as far as you know making that choice what are you most looking forward to off season senior season you know before you do make the trek to Champagne?
1: Yeah I'm just I'm looking forward to just working and getting better um, having conversations with the coaches about like what they want me to do and what I can do to get prepared um, and just like everything I do now is going towards like getting ready for for that so I'm just looking forward like every day it's just something that's on my mind and I'm in season right now so just like thinking about just improving every game and, and the um, I'm looking forward to the camps that they have in summer. i definitely going to make it out to those and get to be with the staff, get to be with the players and actually be able to play basketball. So I'm excited for that.
0: Well, I know I can speak for a lot of Illini fans when uh, I say we're excited to have you on board, excited to have you joining the, uh, the women's basketball roster in 2024. Haven Smith from Lincoln Way East, thank you so much for for taking some time out of your your very busy schedule. I know uh, your summer is not like most other people's summers, so I appreciate you taking some time to chat with me here on Oski Talk. And again, congrats on the decision and uh, welcome to Illinois. Thank you. Huge thanks to Haven Smith for joining the program, joining the podcast. Really appreciate her time and her perspective. Always curious as to why athletes make the school choice that they do. And, and she had some great answers there. You can listen back at thechampagneroom.com if you missed any of that interview with Hayden with Haven Smith, class of 2024, women's basketball recruit. Just about out of time. So before I go, did want to talk about and spotlight the Illini of the week. And there are, again... A lot I could talk about. I want to give an honorable mention, first of all, to all of the student athletes that are graduating. That is a huge accomplishment being a student athlete. It can be very difficult to juggle the academic responsibilities and still perform at a high level in your respective sport. Not easy to do. And Illinois, one of the top academic institutions in the country as well. So getting a degree from the University of Illinois certainly a big accomplishment that's going to carry a lot of weight moving forward as we know most of those graduates won't be pursuing any athletic careers moving forward but certainly congratulate them on making that big walk. Feels like it was only yesterday for me and it was 13 years ago. I am so old. <laughs> Uh, But now shifting to the action on the field, I'm going to showcase the Illini track and field teams. Big Ten championships going on this past weekend in Bloomington, Indiana. Aiden, we met. Men's track and field. He received a bronze in the decathlon at the Big Ten championships. Total score, 7,679 points. Personal bests in the Javelin, 58.91 meters. Also personal best in the 110-meter hurdles, 14.59 seconds. And the 1,500 meters, 4 minutes, 40 seconds, uh, and 74 tenths. (laughs) So, I mean, you got to be pretty disciplined and pretty good at a lot of stuff. Obviously, Decathlon's 10 events, uh, that's incredible. Third place, nothing to sneeze at there. So congrats to Aiden Wimmet for that accomplishment. That's amazing. Uh, to Coria Humphrey, women's track and field, she finished second place in the long jump, receiving a silver medal with her distance of 6.32 meters, or 20 feet, 9 inches. And it would not be a track and field to highlight We couldn't recognize track and field without recognizing Olivia Howell. That girl done did it again. She is the Big Ten champ in the women's 1,500-meter run. Four minutes, 20.13 seconds. Finished third in the prelims. You'll see that a lot where they'll just, the runners will, just score well enough to qualify. They'll save a little bit of their energy for the actual final. Uh, Olivia Howell was only about two seconds off her time, but finished in third in the prelims. Got it done. Took home the gold on Sunday in the women's 1500 meters. By the way, she also won the gold medal. Won first place in the indoor mile uh, back in the winter. So... She's going to be up there with one of the greatest Illini athletes of all time. She is nominated for the Dyke Edelman Award. Uh, That'll be announced later in the year. Um, But man, Olivia Howell just keeps on adding her name to the record books every time she just rewrites her own story. It's awesome stuff. So all three of those individuals, Aiden, we met. To Corey, uh, to Corey Humphrey and Olivia Howell will be advancing on uh, to nationals here uh, in the next few weeks. So shout out to them. They are the Illini of the week. That is all this week for Oski Talk. Thank you so much for listening. You can go to roomcom to get a list of all the previous episodes. Uh, make sure you follow the Champagne Room as well on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Our team just working tirelessly to put Illini content out there every single day. I say it all the time, but even in an off-season or a down-season where you know there's no basketball, there's no football, still a lot to celebrate and to make note of on the athletic side. And our crew at the Champagne Room does a tremendous job, as always. Thanks to you for listening. I'll do it again next week. Until then, I'm Drew Pastoric, ILL.